Ladies and gentlemen, the time is now for your MLW main events. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Slop Drop. I'm Nathan Rogers at Pig Sumo on Twitter, and we are joined today by the indie wrestling star at R.W. Hardy on Twitter, R.W. Hardy himself. What's up, R.W.? That's R.W. Hardy, currently injured, reserved. Currently injured, currently uh, surgery, recovering from surgery. I'm, I'm a week, week post-op right now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for those of you that uh, don't know, and I'm sure most of you do that listen to the show, I had shoulder surgery on my right shoulder, excuse me, on my right shoulder uh, a week ago. It's Wednesday, so I'm, I'm seven days post-op. I've had two physical therapy appointments so far, and I actually have my actual uh, post-op review with my surgeon tomorrow. Awesome. Well, well, heal up fast, man. Get back in the ring. Let's talk about some major league wrestling, MLW. Fusion opens up with a Contra unit video telling filthy Tom Lawler they're going to bust his head open and that his time was over. Thomas, after the hell the Samoan werewolf fought to put to you, wish to enter in again. Abandon. You want to take that risk with your family sitting at home, worried about if daddy is going to be alright. Your children's tears are going to be on your head, and Fatu's hand is going to be on your throat. Tom Lawler, this ain't no figure four podcast, and it's sore in the hell. Ain't no octagon. I'ma finish what I started in Chirac. And that's kick your ass all over the ring. Bust your head open. All the way to the white meat. Ross and Marshall, rest your heads. For you have no one left to look up to. Not Tom Baller. Not your father, Kevin. Contra, who will be standing above you. You've seen what happens when you look in our eyes. So you keep them at the ground where you're safe. Come September 7th, the black flag of Contra is going to rain high above Dallas. All hail Contra! Uh, as the show starts, Bokini and Shivani is on commentary. The first match, Injustice, which is made of Cotto Brazil, Myron Reed, and Jordan Oliver, defeated Gringo Loco, Airwolf, and Zenshi. Uh, during the match, Ref gets knocked down. Reed gets some brass knuckles, but it backfires when Gringo Loco gets them and uses them instead. Jordan Oliver and Cotto Brazil ends up finishing off Airwolf to get the win. Afterwards, all three members of Injustice attack the Ref. Uh, pretty good six-man tag match. Lots of fast-paced action. But a bit of, a bit of a spot fest, but still good. What are your thoughts, Arda? It, it it was a spot it was a spot fest, but it actually worked out really good. I'm impressed with Injustice. I think for you know a three man tag, they're they're really really fluid. They do a lot of combos. I like the authenticity of the gimmick. It looks yeah. real. You take a look at those guys. They look like they literally might have just did a 90 day <laughs> shock detention at Butler County lockup where I grew up. Hey, and Zinchi is starting to make a name for himself too. Last week he did like a uh, a cross from corner to corner uh, 
Van Daminated. And then on this episode, he did a top rope 619, how Ray goes between the ropes. He went above the top rope and did a 619. So I, I, thought, this match. Match, I thought this match was great. There was a lot of high spots. And like I said, the, the guys in Justice, they don't look like professional athletes. They look like guys that literally have just been released and they're out on a wrestle release program right now. Uh, they play a, a taped promo of the Von Erich brothers with their dad, Kevin Von Erich, calling out Contra to build up their War Chamber match, which is in Dallas this weekend. So Contra wants to go to war with us in Dallas, our own backyard. Well, Contra, you're about to learn what war is all about, Von Erich style. Coming to Texas, they're going to learn a lot. Von Erichs are for all. We don't back down. You've seen these kids. They're not afraid of anything. They're going to give it all they got every time they step in the ring. Texas, the fans are different, too. The people are different. They understand brotherhood. They understand giving it all you got. It's a different place, and it's going to be a great night for the Von Erichs. Two different occasions, the Contras try to blind me, take my sight from me. And Contra, I hate everything that you represent. And what we represent as a family, we fight for what's right, we defend the defenseless, and we defeat the undefeated. Contra, in Dallas, we're going to dethrone you. Show a vignette of the bone collector, Dominic Guarini, who uh, has a, a background of MMA, jiu-jitsu, judo, and all that stuff. He's coming to MLW, and he's going to make an appearance at War Chamber. They then play a video of Alexander Hammerstone competing at Pro Wrestling Noah in the gym, talking about David Boy Smith. Hammerstones came a long way, you know, used to. They you kind of got the impression they may have pushed him because of his look. These actually get some mic skills. So look, let's start over real quick. Back to the Von Erickson Hawaii doing their, their promo. War Chamber, Dallas, Texas, that's Von Eric country. As far as uh, who, who'd you talk about, the MMA guy? Dominic Guarini. He he looks brutal. He looks like a guy that could legitimately rip your arm off and beat you with it. Yeah, you know, he doesn't have quite the physique you see nowadays, but you know what? Neither does Samoa Joe and some of the other guys that are top stars right now. But, yeah, uh, big things to come for him. Excited to see what he can do in pro, pro wrestling. And then, of course, you got Alexander Hammerstone pumping some iron, working out in the, the weight room. He did good. He did great at the pro wrestling. No, he's getting a lot of buzz, so good for him. And, yeah, I, I thought his mic skills are improving. I thought the whole gym segment, his banter back and forth, it was funny. It was, it was a good promo. Second match of the night, MLW World Heavyweight Champion Jacob Fatu defeated Filthy Tom Waller. Joseph Samael gets on the mic and riles up the crowd before the match even starts. Fatu and Lawler start going at it immediately as soon as they get in the ring. Uh, Samael hits Lawler in the back of the head with a railroad spike. Fatu hits a springboard moonsault off the top rope, gets the win, retains the title. I don't think that there's a whole lot removed from Tom Lawler MMA and Tom Hart. Tom Lawler professional wrestling. He's got an aggressive, stiff style. The fans like it. He's he's legitimate. There's nothing there's nothing phony about him. J- what you see with Tom Lawler is what you get. Um, and, and I think that they set this whole thing up really good between the Contra unit and going into Dallas against him and the Von Erics. Low key comes out, and you predict that he's going to be the fourth man. It looks like that's going to be the case. I don't know how long Loki is going to last with this alliance, though. He's got a track record of never being a team player with anybody. So I guess we'll have to see. You're out, Lawler, no slouch. He's really, you know, for a former UFC guy, has really transitioned well and be a great pro wrestler. And how impressive is Jacob Fatu? For a big man, he could move 
uh, Shivani compared him to Big Van Vader, which is that's a huge compliment. Of course, he's trained by his uncle Rikishi. His dad's the Tonga kid. Omaga's his uncle. The Usos are his cousins. He's just from that Samoan dynasty, so it's in his blood. Yeah, I was actually going to make reference to Shimani comparing him to Vader. No, he doesn't have the, the size or anything, but he very much has the aggressiveness and the skill and the mobility. And, and a lot of those uh, Samoans in that family were the same way. You take a look at uh, Yokozuna, okay? That guy was 700 pounds and had great kicks, and, and he could move yeah. around fluidly. You know, those guys wrestling, they're, they're born with it. You know, they, yep. you know, they, they, they don't learn a lot in wrestling school. They, they're born with it. So good, good for all of them. It, it was a good, it was a good, you know, broadcast and everything. And it's kind of refreshing to, you know, take a step away from raw and SmackDown and actually watch a product that's focused on wrestling and not angles that right. are completely opposite of what the fans actually want to see. So good for MLW with what they got going. You mentioned uh, the end of that match. Of course, the rest of the country units come out, Simon Gotch and Kawan, which brings out the Von Erickson then, of course, leads up to Loki coming out, who was revealed to be the fourth member of their War Chamber match to take on Contra this weekend. Dallas is Von Erick country, and and I think that if Contra goes over, it's going to have to be – they're going to have to pull something big because the Von Ericks don't lose in Texas. So let's take a brief uh, – preview of this war chamber card we're going to like i said the debut of dominic garini zinchi versus jordan oliver's been added ace austin versus airwolf timothy thatcher versus douglas james los parks which is la park and his son eo de la park you know la parka from wcw is la park or la park uh, versus magnus and septimo dragon gonna see a bunkhouse match between mance warner and jimmy havoc havoc recently victorious at aew's all out Austin Aries versus Brian Pillman Jr. A two out of three falls tag team championship match between the Dynasty MJF and Richard Holiday versus Teddy Hart and Davey Boy Smith of the New Hart Foundation. And then this War Chamber match was uh, Contra Unit, which is fought to Samuel Gotch and Kawan versus Tom Lawler, Devon Erickson, Low Key. Got any predictions in those matches? So, real quick, I want to talk about Ace Austin for a minute. You mentioned him. I make no secret that I watch a lot of Impact Wrestling. Ace Austin's an Impact guy. Looks like he's doing some appearances with MLW. He's got a great gimmick. He's almost like Gambit from X-Men. Uh, he, he's a great So I look forward to seeing his match. And then you got Austin Aries against Brian Pillman Jr. I think, first of all, I'm going for A-double. Austin Aries, he's going to go over. But that that's a great match. And the whole card... You mentioned names like L.A. Park, the son of La Parka, the, the real chairman. You know, you're naming off guys that are the top echelon of, of indie wrestling. A lot of people are, you know, making a huge buzz over AEW, over the people that they have. But MLW is really holding their own as far as a top-notch product where people should be aspiring to go and work. Yeah, let's run down real quick some predictions. Zinchi versus jo- Jordan Oliver. Uh, again, Zinchi is really making a big splash, but... I think they're they're starting to push uh, injustice, so it would make sense either way this match goes. Really, um, I think Jordan Oliver gets the win, and they're going to keep pushing injustice as a, a trio. The way that injustice has impressed me and everything, I, I'm going to root for him. Ace Austin versus Airwolf. I think Ace Austin pulls off the victory. Ace Austin. Timothy Thatcher versus Douglas James. I'm not real sure to be honest with you, but I'm just going to say Douglas James. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I don't know that I'm familiar with either one of those two. 
La Parca and EO de La Parca versus Magnus and Septimo Dragon. You got to go with Los Parks. Uh, absolutely. Bunkhouse match, Mance Warner versus Jimmy Havoc. Not sure the status of Havoc's, uh, you know, he's bouncing between MLW and AEW. Uh, Mance Warner seems to be a guy that MLW likes to push a lot, even though I wasn't a fan of the angle they did for the past couple of weeks. Uh, I think Mance Warner's going to get the victory. Well, I know that, you know, Mance Warner did spend a, a night or two in, in jail. His uncle from Bucksnort, Tennessee, bailed him <laughs> out. So he's fresh out of uh, doing a few days. I'm going to go with the Southern Psycho. Austin Aries versus Brian Pillman Jr. I would love to see Brian Pillman Jr. win this match. He's given us a shout-out before. But as far as all you other fans out there, if you like slop and you want to hear the drop, then go on and check out the slop drop. Thank you for that, sir, but I think Austin Aries wins the match. Austin Aries, and not only is he going to go over on Brian Pillman Jr., this is just the beginning, and I predict possibly a, a middleweight title run for, for Austin Aries. Two out of three falls tag team championship match between MJF and Richard Holiday of the Dynasty versus Teddy Hart and Davey Boy Smith Jr. Um, I think the Hart Foundation retains simply because, one, Again, same thing with MJF. He's also signed with AEW. I don't know how they're going to keep doing the back and forth thing. We'll address that in a second. But uh, you got to go with the guys that you got now, and that's the Hart Foundation. I agree. I I, I hate to bet against MJF, but uh, you, you know you hit the nail right on the head as far as um, not. I I don't want to question his reliability. That's not what I'm saying at all. But kind of like what you're saying as far as him being a part of two different organizations, at the end of the day, you can only wrestle at one place on one given night, and eventually he's going to have to pick and choose really kind of where he's wanting to be full-time. The War Chamber match, I had to I had to look this up. I've never seen a War Chamber match, but apparently, you know, the two teams, they'll be locked inside a steel cage, the top of it surrounded by barbed wire, be a coin toss to determine who goes first, be a one-on-one for five minutes, and then whoever won that coin toss will send out a second person, so it'll be two-on-one. And then they'll alternate every two minutes until everybody's inside and somebody wins by submission, surrender, or pinfall. The War Chamber match is all about who can withstand the most amount of punishment. Who can withstand the steel cage topped with barbed wire in a match that officially doesn't even begin until all eight competitors are locked inside the chamber. They're going to be in Dallas. You've referenced it already. Dallas is definitely Von Eric country. I have to go with Tom Waller, the Von Erickson, low-key over at the Contra unit. I agree, and given the rules of this match, it's basically a uh, modern-day hybrid of the old war games, okay? You flip a coin, one person goes in at a time, the teams stagger at that point. Now, back in the old day, the war games was a two-ring cage, and they didn't have barbed wire on the top, so that's kind of a, a devious change, having the barbed wire involved and making them a little bit more hardcore, but... uh. You know, we, we talk about some old school NWA war games was a staple back then yeah. and everything. So it looks like they're kind of adapting that into a modern day version of everything. And I can't wait till this broadcasts and I want to watch this match. It's actually going to re-air for free on September 14th. Now, we mentioned the contract stuff earlier. According to WrestleInc.com, Court Bauer, who owns MLW, runs it. He talked about some of his roster working for both uh, MLW and AEW. I mean, MJF, Jimmy Havoc, now Tony Schiavone. Brian Pillman Jr. has made a, an appearance for two. Uh, he, he goes on to say that they have pre-existing contracts and the guys that are with us are for the duration of those contracts. At that point, 
We'll have a conversation on if we continue to work with them or they go their separate ways. I'm willing to bet some of those guys will be going their separate ways when the contracts are up. Yeah, especially with the TV deal with TNT and everything. At the end of the day, these guys are businessmen, and they're wanting to go where they can be presented uh, to the most benefit of them and the product that that they carry and everything. So until MLW gets a a television deal on a weekly basis on on a major network, you know, TNT, whatever, you know, as in the case with AEW, there, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be jumping ship just for their own good, nothing against the company. They, you know, I bet they just assume work for MLW, but then today the they have to go where they can make the money and they can be seen on the biggest platform possible. Lots of talented people on that roster, man. I mentioned it last week, and that's why AEW and NXT are, are trying to pluck those guys away, but hopefully they can re-up and re-sign some more talented people and Keep putting out a good product. <clears throat> Overall, though, I didn't think Fusion was bad. I do feel they should have done a little bit more to, pr- to promote some of the matches at War Chamber since that was the go-home show for that event. I mean, they they played that vignette of Alexander Hammerstone. He's not even on the card. I'd just like to see him build up a little little bit more some of these other guys that's on the War Chamber match or War Chamber card. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, the card that you listed is great and everything. Now they, they need to promote it and actually bring a lot lot more eyes and ears towards it. Yep, they need to promote it. To promote it more, the, the bad thing is it's this weekend, and uh, I don't think they've got time to do that now. So, Anyway, I think that about wraps it up. You got anything else? This Saturday I will be in Campbell, Missouri for American Hostile Championship Wrestling. I will obviously will not be uh, in the ring. I'm not cleared, but I still want to go and make appearances with the, the organizations that I consistently wrestle for and everything. So I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully we have a good event. All right, everybody. Keep listening to us, liking us, subscribing. Check us out, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, all that other stuff. Thank you for listening, and until next time, we're out of here. Peace.